Welcome to The Guest Cast, the podcast that explores guest stories from real people and looks at how an interaction with hospitality during travel can affect a guest's whole life. This podcast is brought to you by Touchstay Digital Guidebooks. As leaders in the hospitality space, we want to dig into real guest experiences to learn about what really makes an impact on them, however good or bad the experience is. Introducing your Touchstay hosts, Hi friends, I'm Tyann Marsink-Hammond, and I am a vacation rental industry leader, educator, longtime host, owner, property manager, and investor, as well as the community ambassador for Touchday Digital Guidebooks. Hi, my name's Andy. I'm the CEO here at Touchday. We started Touchday to improve guest experiences. So having a podcast in which we get to hear from real guests is something I'm personally very excited about. So pack your bags and let's join your hosts and this week's guest. So welcome to the next episode of GuestCast, and I'm really excited that this week we've got somebody who is both um, an industry go-to who I really respect, as well as coming on to give his guest perspective. So we have Wes Melton. Welcome, Wes. How are you doing? Great. Thanks so much for having me, Andy. Uh, Excited to be here. No problem at all. Why don't you kick us off, Wes? Tell us a little bit about what you're up to these days. Yeah, sure. So um, for those listening, my name is Wes Melton. I'm the founder of Nicori. We are the short-term rental industry's first and only social network with the, uh, the goal of unifying and uh, connecting the industry in the largest uh, community that's ever existed. It's a really cool concept. I've had a look at Nicori. I, I'm, I'm guilty as charged having not contributed yet, uh, but, I, but I will do. <laughs> Um, but it's really interesting. It's, it's a space purely for vacation rental hosts and professionals, as opposed to any other kind of um, segment. Is that right? Yeah. So the goal was to be very niche oriented by uh, design. And I think a lot of the impetus was really born out of just how much of the COVID-19 nightmare we've all been living uh, in our industry at various points through this this last year. And I think there was just a realization that connecting in our industry is very difficult. And when you can connect with other professionals in our space, there's a lot of help available. I think there's a lot of really great people that really want to help each other be successful, especially in the hard moments. Um, and I think that uh, for us, we really want to get behind um, a lot of micro connections and micro communities that are already happening in the space that are helping people uh, succeed and be successful and really just kind of pour gas on a fire that's already happening. Mm. Cool. It's so Thank difficult you. to connect anyway as a vacation rental host and owner because you feel like you're in that bubble and no one else knows what you're going on because not too many people do it in your area. So yeah, a platform to be able to really connect with those people are is very valuable for sure. Yeah, Ty, and I think fragmentation is definitely one of the, the bigger weaknesses our industry has as a whole. And I think that that's why we've seen a lot of interesting um challenges come out like for example in florida uh when the quarantine was in big lockdown during april you know the hotels were able to open first uh before short-term rentals were and i think a lot of that was because ultimately hotels have the strong lobbying power because they are more unified in those type of efforts so i think there's a lot of opportunity um, to help the industry thrive through connecting and i think a lot of would-be competitors in local markets actually found ways to help support each other through uh quarantine that um I think helped them learn that there are other ways to succeed uh, without exclusively seeing other competitors in the market as as strict enemies, so to speak. 
it's beautifully designed as well. I would say anyone who wants to, to check out what Wes is doing and contribute, it's a beautiful platform, really easy to use. Um, so great, great work, Wes. So it's nikori.com. That's it. Yeah, thanks so much, Andy. Yeah. All right, no worries. But you weren't here to talk about that. You were here to talk about your experience as a guest. So um, why don't you tell us a bit about the story that you had in mind and, uh, and, and um, we'll interject as we go with various questions. So over to you, Wes. Yeah, no, so yeah, Andy. So this, the story that I thought of when you reached out to me was um, a very recent one. I think like a lot of people this year, um, a vacation wasn't really possible, but a workation was. Um, and so we actually booked a place out in Hilton Head. Um, it was the first time I'd ever gone. Um, and my brother and his wife actually came down and we just had kind of like a small family event. And we, he and I were both working at the dinner table every day. And, um, you know, I think overall the stay was fine. Um, the house was clean. It was well-kept. It was well-stocked. Like I think the, the kind of big hit list items we think of when we stay in a vacation rental were largely addressed well. Um, but I think that from a branding and marketing perspective, this host in my, in my mind couldn't have missed the mark um, more significantly than they did. Um, like their, their guest communication during the stay was frankly as a consumer, just offensive. Yeah, it was, it was obviously birthed out of a mentality of hassle rather than delight. So like a good example was, um, you know, the TV in the, in the home was one of the new smart TVs that has, a lot of the apps kind of delivered on it by default. And, you know, as a family, we have small kids. We wanted to watch Netflix on the TV and we opened the TV uh, Netflix app and there's, you know, it's not logged in, which is fine. That's what you would expect. And before we logged in, my sister-in-law actually, uh, she noticed a sign next to the TV that said, if you log into Netflix, there will be a $150 charge uh, to the card on file. Uh, what? what? And this is just like one mark, uh, like um, sign like that in the unit. Um, and I was so flabbergasted again, by really just like the, the mindset that I think that that sign was being put in there, um, from like, from an operational perspective, having been a property manager, I get it. Like someone's going to log in and then they're not going to remember to log out the next guest checks in and they're trying to figure out, you know, why am I seeing someone else's stuff? How do I, you know, whatever the thing is, they're going to be calling in and, expecting customer support to help walk them through how to log out on that specific TV with that specific remote. And for the property manager, it's a huge hassle. Right. And so like, I get it. That's why it's in there. But when I think about our industry and how rapidly it's maturing right now, to me, I think these are common occurrences happening. Like I, I think there's a common thread amongst property managers in our space that treat customers and customer situations like this, like hassles rather than opportunities to really be amazing and actually touch the customer in a way that isn't uh, totally digital, but actually human. And I think that it's eroding brand value. Um, and I'm just, I'm not sure that brands that are taking this approach to customer service are really gonna be able to survive long-term. So what would have made you stay better? Sure. I think, I think having a lot of the guest communications in the unit that basically were threatening you with financial cause, if you enjoyed your stay, <laughs> like, <laughs> I think, I, I think at minimum, I, at minimum, just don't have that in there would have, would have been, gone a long way. Um, 
But I think I think Incredible Brands would have would have taken not just a more neutral stance of not having it in there and being willing to deal with it. I think the opposite is actually what's required. I think that the ability to get in front of your customers with uh, with messaging that says, if you have any issues whatsoever, give us a call. Um, <clears throat> we're happy to w- walk you through it. We want to help. We want your state to be great. If there's a sign next to the TV, it definitely should not be threatening people with fines for signing into Netflix. Like if you're going to have a sign, have the sign say, if you have any issues working your TV, call us. Right. Like it, it should I be. I can't even imagine putting that next. I, I could see <laughs> if you don't log out or if you move all our HDMI cords around, but not, hey, if you use it, we're going to charge you because it, using Netflix is just a common thing now. It's not an out of the ordinary thing. Absolutely. 100%. And, you know, I think that there's, there's a, there's a trend and even a, um, a desire, maybe we'll say, to get out of the minutia as a property manager, right? Like uh, many years ago when I was a property manager, we, uh, we met another property manager in our market and just kind of asked how things were going. And she just kind of laughed and made the comment. She said, well, just another day in uh, managing emergencies all day long. And, you know, I, I think what she meant was there weren't actual emergencies happening, but the guests all thought there were. And she's not wrong, right? Like, you know, in in some of the, the mountain markets, when the weather starts going from warm to cold, it's really common for cabins to have, you know, ladybugs that come right through the window seals at, at night, right? It's cold outside, they're trying to find a warm place. I can't tell you how many times we had guests call in, like ready to burn the place down because three or four ladybugs had come through the crack in their cabin they rented. They, they had rented and they wanted us to come do something about it. Um, and so like, I get it, I get, trying to to get the phone to ring less but i think that when we look at you know mega mega brands like airbnb that's set to ipo around 35 billion they think this week um and we look at the incredible influence and top of mind um recognition that airbnb expedia vrbo booking you know that these companies command I think I'm, I'm really kind of on a different mental journey at this point from a marketing perspective. I think PMs should be wanting their phone to ring. I think that they should be incentivizing people to call, uh, not just to book, but also during the stay. Um, and I think they should be trying to think about personalized way to get me- ways to get messaging in front of their customers, even if it's digital, that is very much um, about that person's stay and curated for the experience they're about to have. Um, you know, I think that it will be an extraordinary amount of work. I think it will be absolutely overwhelming, but I think for the brands that truly want to grow and survive and thrive in um, not only the current season, but the season to come, I think that those are the, I think the mentalities that say, don't call us, we don't want to deal with it. Like, I, I think those mentalities are going to have to be put to bed. And I think the opposite is going to have to occur. People are going to have to take a proactive approach and they're going to have to look for opportunities to touch the guest, not opportunities for the guest to stop touching them. Did you use Netflix? Um, I plead the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Are they? Are they? Are, is the host? Is the host listening? Are they going to charge me one hundred and fifty dollars if I say yes? <laughs> Everyone uses Netflix. I, this, this, this to, to me, this is really interesting because this is like you said, Wes, it is 
like a maturing of the market with Airbnb and the big IPO. And you've got, you're going to get guests who are new to this. And we've said this for ages, who want the hotel style kind of, or have the hotel style expectation that someone's always there to help them solve a problem. So my question to you is, should, should a property manager or a host in this business be taking it on the chin and accepting that's the way the guests are, and that is what hospitality is, and just kind of riding through it? Or should they be trying to change the perspective of the guest through their stay in their communications, et cetera? Like it should, should they be trying to um, get this guest who thinks is a hotel into a different mindset, or is that just trying to fit a square peg into a round hole? Yeah, that's a great question, Andy. So. In economics, there's a concept known as market externalities um, that affect your business, but that you're not in that industry, you're not in that business category. And I think that the unfortunate reality is no, no host or manager, in my mind, at this point in our industry, has enough in influence on the traveler to try to accomplish some type of retraining of behavior or expectations. And the reason I think that, and the reason I, I mentioned market externalities is Amazon has trained customers <laughs> at an enormous level uh, to expect the unreasonable. Um, you know, I, I live here in Nashville. There's a distribution center out, you know, out on the east side of town. There are a lot of things that I can go on amazon.com and click buy right now and it'll be here by the end of the day. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, over the weekend, I bought a new case for my iPhone and I, I purchased it at like 6 p.m. on Thursday and 4 a.m. on Friday uh, there was a nest alert that there was a delivery guy that just dropped something off on our front porch. Wow. And so like, I think in terms of consumer demands, you're not going to change what's happening and, and how consumers expectations are being trained by, you know, mega giants like Amazon. And I think to that end, we have to look at the mega giants in our space and how they're training customers to think about the buying journey too. And I think that, um, this is demonstrated very, very well by a lot of market research that has happened in recent times. I think Focuswire or Focusrite, excuse me, I think it was three years ago that Simon Lehman shared a stat from Sage at the Verma conference where they found um, it was something like 60% of travelers couldn't remember the name of the local brand they stayed with. And at first that's, that's kind of shocking and it doesn't sound true, but then like literally a week after I heard that stat, my father-in-law, and I were on the phone and he mentioned to me that he had booked, uh, that he had gotten on HomeAway, which was still a thing at the time, and booked a VRBO from one of those Airbnbers. Mm. And so like nowhere in his mind was the local brand, mm. right? And, and even beyond that, he couldn't even keep straight the big brands that he booked through. Like, did he book on HomeAway? I don't know. <laughs> he, may, he may have booked on Airbnb for all I know. But I think that there's, this is a long-winded answer to your question, but I think at the end of the day, I don't think the local host is going to be able to train consumers to act differently. You're not going to have their attention long enough. And so I think that you have to really focus on how do I compete in the current market realities that exist? And what is the, what is the work to be done to not only survive, but again, to thrive? What, is, what does growth look like in an industry where you do not control top of mind? And I think that even the bigger brands that are taking a lot of funding, like Vicasa, like Sonder, 
um, they've got a way to go before they're going to be that, that top of mind. I mean, Vacasa's done in terms of growth, some pretty extraordinary things, but I would say the typical consumer would still have no idea who Vacasa is and would absolutely know who Airbnb is. And that's the reality that we're operating in. And Airbnb, if you call them, they'll give you a refund, right? It doesn't matter if it's legitimate. They're consumer driven and they know who they're trying to serve and it's not the property manager. And there's a reason for that. It's because it's the traveler that keeps Airbnb alive, not the host. And I think that hosts have to think about it the same way, whether they like it or not. And I think, I think I'm glad you answered in that way because this is a, this is a, podcast about guests and it is in it is in the the it, it is from a guest perspective that we like this podcast to be thought of so hearing that the guest has the ultimate power in this is um with my guest hat on very pleasing to hear and that's right because unless there's guests who value Airbnb, Vacasa, whatever brand they pick, or no brand, just staying in a vacation rental. That's what drives the industry. And I, as a guest, I would be horrified to think that, a, that the person I'm staying with is trying to sort of massage me into a certain way of behaving and thinking. So I, I like that answer. I guess the challenge is, um, well, the lesson here, of course, is that, that you ain't going to change the guest. The guest is the guest. They come in all sorts of shapes and sizes and... <laughs> Um, and you, you, you've got to handle them. You've got to manage them with, with your processes and your communication. Um, so we, we've got only a short amount of time left. So with that challenge of knowing the guest is not going to change and the host manager has limited time uh, and resources, how, how do they try to convey to a guest in a, in a better way that I don't want you to use Netflix with your login without calling me? I mean, I, I think the short answer is you don't. Um, I think that in a rapidly maturing marketplace with exponentially increasing competition and capital, I think that you have to be willing to do the things that other people aren't willing to do to, to not only satisfy the customer, but to wow them. And that does mean that you're going to have to deal with unreasonable things at times. That doesn't mean that, you know, you should be abused or should let a customer defraud your business and things like that. But, um, I do think that in this current season of the industry in the coming seasons, I, I think that it's going to take a very different mentality to really pull it off. And, you know, I think that companies um, will cover a lot of ground a lot faster if they will press pause and really think about their business model. I think that that is probably the opportunity to really be competitive at this point in our, in our space. Um, and a, a quick example of that is, you know, when we started our property manager company in uh, Eastern Tennessee, there were 200 property management companies there. Um, there's over 30,000 vacation rentals in that market. And I think that we looked at the existing business models and realized that at the end of the day, they were all the same. Um, most of them, like if you think about the customer as the, the consumer, not, I mean, the homeowner as the customer in this situation, um, you know, the contracts were largely the same commission splits. They were extremely uh, fee ridden. You know, maybe the contract was 30 to 40% commission, but then by the time you worked in all the other fees, it was easily 50 to 60%. And so my business partner, David Ngadi and I, at the time, we looked at the business model and we said, this is the, this is the opportunity to not only compete, but to disrupt. 
And so we came in with an all-inclusive commission. Uh, it was cheaper. There were no additional fees. And we grew like wildfire in that, in that market until we sold the company. And the fact of the matter is, we worked ourselves to the bone. We didn't make very much money at all the first 12 to 18 months because all of our margin was going to keeping the owner happy. But, you know, three years later, we had never lost a single owner. Um, and I think that's because we focused on the business model first and we were willing to take a lot of the pain on ourselves for the sake of delighting the customer. And I think the, res the results with that, uh, with that strategy really uh, kind of spoke for themselves. And I think those kind of strategies are the ways that property managers um, of today and the future need to, need to think if they really want to compete with the Airbnbs and OTAs of the world. In other words, make guests happy. Yes, spare, spare no expense, time, effort, or struggle to make your, your customers <laughs> absolutely love you. Um, and that's what it'll take to survive. And the bit I loved about that is that it took you 12 to 18 months before you saw any real earning from this, but you benefited on that much more in two, three years time than you would have done if you tried to make a short, quick buck at the outset, which I think is fantastic, that more longer term approach. The, the level of loyalty we had from our homeowners was so deep. I mean, we're still good friends with uh, a number of people that were customers of ours years ago um, because I think they were just so impressed with how we, how we did business and that our business model was so refreshing. Um, but yeah, we, we, we were in it for the long term. Yeah, even though we sold the, the business, we, you know, when we were in the slog, for us, it was more about long-term business uh, decisions that we knew would pay off eventually. Um, but we were taking calls around the clock. It was misery. I mean, anyone that's been in operational hell of a PM, they know. Um, but I think that that's, that's the business you're in. And so if you're going to be in that business, you got to be willing to deal with um, all the crazies <laughs> to, to create a level of brand loyalty that um, is, is truly unique in the market and can stand on its own two feet. It's, it's like the one I always like to use. You, you've got to be the swan, haven't you? You've got to be like graceful, beautiful, up the top, happy with your guests, smiling. And underneath the water, your legs are like flapping like mad, just trying to get stuff done. That's it. Yeah, I'd love to hear from your perspective as a brand doing guest communications and really trying to enable uh, PMs to get in front of their customers in meaningful ways. I'd love to hear, um, you know, kind of how, how you think your strategy is um, achieving those goals and um, where you see the future of guest communication going. Wow, that's a tough one. I think with so many modes of communicating these days, the challenge is going to be to find your guest in the, in the mode that they want to talk to you in. Mm. Um, we, 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 we surveyed our, um, our private Facebook group a while back and we asked how many modes of communication have you used in the last 24 hours and i'm not kidding when most people said around about a dozen um, with some people tyan i think guilty of listing maybe like 20 something like that so wow. i think that's the challenge is is because we know what it's like we're all distracted so how do you find the guest in the place that they want to to talk to you and it's not an easy one um and i don't have the answer i don't know if you do tyan 
I don't. I, it, me as an owner and property manager, I just try to be where my guests want to communicate. So we try to have all those different options, whether they want to communicate by a specific social media or through WhatsApp or through iMessage or through email or picking up the phone. Uh, for our larger houses, we call every single guest upon arrival and to make sure that communication is open. And if they don't answer, we leave a voicemail and send a text so that they know that so different communications are there. Um, so that that's my main thing is just know your target guests and how they like to communicate and make sure you are there. Do you have a travel or hospitality story you'd like to share on the guest cast? If so, head to theguestcast.com, send us a brief outline of your story and we'll be in touch. And remember to subscribe to the guest cast on your favorite podcast app, leave us a five-star review and say hello on our social media at Touchstay on Twitter and Facebook and at Touchstay Welcome on Instagram. This podcast was brought to you by Touchstay Digital Guidebooks. You can learn more about Touchstay and how they can help make your guests happier at touchstay.com.